As the old year comes to a close and the new year is approaching, it's time to start thinking of a new comprehensive content strategy that will engage your audience for the next 12 months and beyond. I have with me Debbie DeWitt, Marketing Communications Manager for Visix, to talk on that very subject. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Derek. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Marvelous. Very excited to talk about content strategies in the new year. Me too. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. Okay, so I think a lot of people try and come up with some kind of a content strategy or content plan, probably a quarter, three months at a time. Why? Why do we even need this content strategy to begin with? What's the point? Why can't I just wing it? Well, I mean, everything you do needs to have a reason or why do it. I mean, that's kind of a life philosophy. But uh, in terms of content, that's especially true because for your communications to be effective, you always need to be working towards some sort of a goal, you know, and then measuring progress toward that goal. And and based on what you said, in terms of a content strategy, um, if you can do a whole year, great. I actually think the quarterly approach is better because mm. things change and you don't want to continually have to rework it because you've put something down that's no longer relevant, you know, for November when you did it in January. So quarterly is good. What do you think about just kind of broad stroking the rest of the year and then, you know, don't get locked into it, but uh, have a general idea of in a perfect world, this is probably how it'll go. Yeah, I think, th- I think that's very valid. And really, when you start building, say you start building for Q1, you know, as we talk about the steps you go through, you're, you're really working toward a good mix of content, you know, at a good pace. And so obviously, when you're doing like January through March, or whatever the time span is that you're working on, it's going to go ahead and give you some visibility into, oh, I can see we need to do these messages weekly, we need to have mm-hmm. more motivational messages and so start planning for future quarters that way all right that all makes sense Uh, any other advantages come to mind yeah i think the biggest advantage for content managers and content creators is you're going to save yourself a ton of time Mm. you know planning is going to help you set up your priorities and your goals in advance that's always the key and as you're looking at this you might discover some new opportunities get new ideas for content, or even find out, hey, I've got some other people who could be contributing that I hadn't included before. Mm. It's also going to let you batch your creative and scheduling tasks, which, you know, every time management course tells you, you know, batch things together. It saves time. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. You get a certain groove for a certain kind of task and you're like, I'm just, I'm just knocking this out. (laughs) Yeah, really. It's kind of an 80-20 rule. You know, if you plan for everything, you know, you'll cover 80% of it. Things are still going to pop up. That other 20% is going to happen throughout the year. You're going to have obviously messages you didn't plan for or campaign ideas that come up. But by doing this, you're not also dealing with, oh, I also needed to do this whole month's birthdays and anniversaries and motivational messages. And I just got handed a new campaign. Right. Change is inevitable, but it need not be disruptive. Exactly. So time saver, you know, strategy that is hopefully going to create a more engaging digital signage strategy. So yeah, I'd say these are all the reasons why you really ought to think about doing this in advance. Okay. So what's the first step? 
As anyone who listens knows, I really love lists. And so I have a list of nine things here. (laughs) Um, And actually, we have a handy infographic that you can download for this as well. Right. Check the episode notes for a link to that. So the first one is to do some housekeeping. You know, you want to look at those contributors we talked about, you know, go through those system managers, content approvers, users, uh, template users, and also look at those organizations and sub-organizations you've set up because, you know, obviously jobs change, people come and go at an organization. So you want to keep that clean. But again, that's where you might get some ideas for, hey, this person uh, in my organization has been sending me emails asking me to do these basic messages. Maybe I could make them a contributor and they could use templates and do them themselves. So you might be able to streamline some processes. Right, right. Just pass the buck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know that I'd say that. I'd say democratize your communications and get more people involved. (laughs) That's, That's very nice. All right. Um, Also on the housekeeping side, uh, we always preach update your software. You know, we come out with new features all of the time. And if you don't know what's possible, you might be missing out on some inspiration for content that you could be creating. And uh, as a Visix plug, I will say, please subscribe to our newsletter. There's a link at the bottom of our webpage because that's where we announce when new features are available. So there's some really cool stuff that comes out like our HTML5 message playlist viewer. You know, you could be putting that on your intranet. You could be sending that to teams and you can actually add a URL to that where people can click out for more information if they're viewing it on the web. This is something that like several of our clients weren't aware of and once they found out it changes their whole content strategy. Sure, sure. Not just the the actual content itself but workflows improve. Suddenly, you know, you were having to do five steps to accomplish task A and hey, guess what? Now there's an upgrade and it's only two steps. Yeah, exactly. There's a widget. I can just do this widget and now it's automated. So definitely update your software and that way you can see what's possible, which will help feed what content you want to create. How much should the previous year and previous uh, messaging offering influence uh, future plans? I think quite a bit. I mean, looking at what you've done is a great starting point to look at what you're going to do, you know, but I do think it's important that you go back and see what works and what didn't. Um, Actually, that leads perfectly into step number two, which is re-examining your goals. You know, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, are they the same as last year? Probably not. Yeah. And actually they probably shouldn't be because all organizations evolve. And as your company's strategies change, your content strategy has to adapt to that larger picture, that larger mission. Okay. So how do you measure uh, what was successful and what wasn't? Again, one of our favorite mantras on this podcast, we care about what we measure. So are you measuring the right things? You know, this should be about engagement and interaction. So measure toward that. Uh, An example I use a lot is with email delivery. A lot of people go, we sent out 80,000 emails. Right. And that's a great thing if you see that you're increasing that. But what are what's your open rate? Right. If your open rate's 1%, then maybe maybe cut that down. Save yourself some uh, hassle. Right. And that'd just be, you know, an engagement. Also, does anybody click through? Because right. that's, again, that's interaction. So despite what some people think, size is not necessarily the thing that matters. No. I mean, that, and that's, that's something that people use for digital signage metrics is how many messages were published or right. how long were they on screen. And that's... 
That's not the goal. You can you can put a message on screen every minute of every day, a different message, but did anybody read them? Did anybody care about them? So right. really just use a fresh eye and think about what you can do with the metrics you do have. And is that actually focusing in on what you're trying to accomplish? And we always say every message or campaign should have a call to action. So one of the things you can do in your strategy is create a list of calls to action put them in your policies. And that makes it a lot easier for your content creators. You know, even if it's basic tips, like be sure to include a URL or put that in the template, include right. a URL or a QR tag or a web link. Some way to measure uh, interaction. Exactly. So number three on the list is reassess your audience. Since mm. we're talking about our viewers, um, you know, have their demographics or preferences changed? You know, uh, someone who's been on the podcast a few times now in the past, uh, Ray Walsh, who's a communications consultant, he recently shared on LinkedIn a sort of a warning about being careful about uh, overusing personas, this concept in marketing and communications of personas, you know. That's Here's true. the demographic information, and uh, so therefore it must be this. And the example was two people, both born, both male, both born in 1948, both married twice, both live in castles, both famous and wealthy. One of them is Prince Charles. The other one is Ozzy Osbourne. Ooh, not the same market at all. <laughs> when I, yeah, demographics and preferences. Uh, preferences, probably heavier on the preferences and interests than on demographics because mm. it's very easy for people to say, oh, millennials like this. Oh, Gen Z likes right. this. Oh, boomers like this. And yeah, those broad strokes are okay, but you really need to get into your audience because it's very different if you're talking to students at a university versus employees in your HR department who are of the same age and demographics. You need to give them different information and maybe in a different way. And obviously, like you said, update your software and stuff. Hardware and software are always updating. We're always getting new technologies. We're always getting new trends and uh, ways of approaching communication. So that's another thing to fold into your new content strategy. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about just the advent of web or mobile, those right. completely changed communications. I mean, imagine not changing your communication style after social media became a thing. A lot of people are used to shorter bursts of information due to Twitter. You know, we're used to visual things. We like more video because of YouTube. So you have to adjust. And I'd say a major trend right now is the work from home revolution or mm. evolution that's gone on. So communicators have to address remote audiences in their content strategy, not just the people who are going to be in front of the big displays. Technology seem like they're making it easier and easier to kind of drill down uh, and make communications more relevant to smaller and smaller subgroups. Yeah, I think you should absolutely look at that. As you're looking at the content you're going to do, you're going to say, can I localize this better? Can I personalize this better? Can I gamify it? You know, like you said, there are tools and tricks to do that. And there are tons of articles out there that help you do it. And I, but I think this always goes back to what we say, which is ask your audience, mm. you know, ask them and don't just do bulk surveys. Surveys can be tricky. We have a podcast on this you can listen to, but you know, try some surveys, but also do some one-on-one -on -one conversations, you know, right. understand that audience. I know that's not super easy if you're in a corporation that has 3000 employees, but you can ask your managers and team leaders to maybe get into that and don't do it too often. But certainly if you're building a, a content strategy for a year, you can at least take the temperature, you know. Right. I was going to say, you don't have to make it some big thing like the manager goes, okay, well this week, I guess I'm having those conversations with people. No, just 
once in a while. Keep it keep it on your plate and, and once in a while just kind of informally go, hey man, I saw you were looking at the screens. What do you think of this? And the person goes, I think this. And you go, hmm, and you make a note. Yeah, exactly. And get that feedback to your digital signage managers. But I think the other thing is that those calls to action will help tell you what's working and what isn't. And that leads perfectly into number four, which is build on what worked and scrap what didn't. So you've got these calls to action. You've done maybe some surveys. You've done informal conversations. You've gotten feedback in a number of ways. You're going to be able to see no one cares about blank. I, I can't even imagine what it would be, but you know, no one cares about publishing the agenda for the town hall. Right. They're going to, they don't care. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be in the town hall. So that's just work, wasted time and, and wasted energy and effort. Right. So definitely look at those things when you're thinking about what to do next, clean out your old content and old mm-hmm. artwork. This can really spur new ideas for messages or campaigns because you're looking at your old content and maybe it's one of those things that we said didn't work, but it's not because it was a bad idea. It was just, right. you know, we didn't have a call to action on it and, and you know, or you have no idea like mm-hmm. this didn't have a call to action. It just went up on the screens. There was no follow through. So maybe we redesign it and try it again. Mm-hmm. I think you should redesign anything that's evergreen, you know, content that just stays up forever, you know, like safety tips or things like that. You can always redesign that, give it a new look to grab more eyes. And then uh, on that same note, you know, we recommend you refresh your layout designs, you know, just the background of the layout or move, move your logo or something, you know, it'll just cue the audience that, Hey, there's some new stuff here. We should pay attention. Yeah, there's a message up there about uh, recycling. Don't forget to recycle. And so, and clean out the refrigerator. Clean out the refrigerator, you pigs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it just becomes part of the background and people stop noticing it. Yeah, so redesign can actually make it look like something new. And especially if you're using an image, say the recycling icon mm-hmm. on a green background, don't just change the background color. Like move the text, reword the text, use right. a different image and a different background so it's completely new because people can pretty well tune out like oh they just changed the background color right and you know there are plenty of um digital artists out there who submit their work to websites like pixabay where you can actually use it for free even for commercial use so even something like a recycling symbol or something that indicates recycling there are new versions of that coming out all the time yeah, yeah, we've actually got a uh, a blog and an, a podcast that talk about where to get imagery. Pixabay's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, just be sure you check your copyrights because some of yeah. those are only, you said, for commercial use. In that case, you might have to pay or give credit. For non-commercial use, though, you know, it's just going out on my screens to my employees. Mm-hmm. I'm not charging anything. It's not for an event that costs anything to get in. A lot of those are free. I'd also say when you're sort of revamping and, and revisiting and, and reassessing, take a look at your playlists also, because almost certainly you have too many items in your playlist. I guarantee it. Almost everybody. There were still some people out there that have 60 items in their playlist, 30 seconds each. Think, Do the math on that. That's two hours before a single message repeats in the cycle. It's too long. Uh, it might be also a good time to, to rethink, come up with multiple playlists for different times of the day and so on. Yeah, absolutely. Take advantage of day parting. If you're a smaller installation, I've got one screen, you know, in my break room or whatever. So I need all of these messages. Well, they don't have to just play in a loop. Like, you you know, we can use th- these come up on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. These on Tuesdays and Thursdays, as you said, do some in the morning, some in the afternoon, or better yet, create more playlists. 
Yeah, exactly. Even even for things like data integration and, and automated feeds, like at two o'clock in the afternoon, I don't need to see current traffic patterns and commute times because I'm not commuting. Stick those up at five. Yeah. And also having multiple playlists is easier to clean because you can actually go by topic or you could even assign them to like the marketing department playlist. Hey, marketing person, look at it and see what's still relevant. You know, it's like anything else. If you have folders in your inbox, they're easier to go in there and clean than if you just have, I have 3,800 messages in my inbox. I'll never find them. You recently read the book, The Checklist Manifesto, which I know you were a big, big fan of. Oh, I love it. Yeah. One of the big pieces of advice in there is don't have one giant checklist, have a whole bunch of small checklists that you use on an ad hoc as needed basis. Yeah, exactly. Organize them. They said don't have 500 items on a checklist, have 100 five item checklists. And only the people who need to address those items need to see that checklist. Right. right. So think of it kind of the same way on the playlists. Um, Like I said, if you're an individual, you're the only one doing it. You've got one screen, you've got one playlist. You know, maybe you can manage it. But when you get into organizational communications, it can become a bear. I mean, it seems to me, since we're talking about doing uh, at least three months, if not longer, at least thumbnail sketch of a content strategy, uh, having some kind of a calendar makes sense. You know, come up with your calendar and, and, and make that all work out so you can see, oh, I've got a hole here. Oh, I've got a hole here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, do, I, I do digital signage communications. I have a Google calendar that I use specifically for that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's free, it's online, I can share it with other people. You can color code for different types of content. Mm -hmm. You know, you could do that by different playlists or departments or topics or even type if you want to like tag videos as green. Um, And it's a great visualization. I can just look at it and say, oh my gosh, I've got a lot of this three days in a row and none of this. And so you can see where there's nothing scheduled. You can see I've got too much hitting one day or too much of one thing at a certain time. It allows you to mix and match so you make sure there's variety, which is really nice. And it's also uh, actually a good place for inspiration. Uh, When I was working on my own content plan, I noticed that there were several holidays or historical months that Ah. we don't have messages for. So Google lets you add generic calendars like a great example is I've worked for a very large corporation before and sometimes we get a little geocentric they had hit all of the U.S. holidays but they hadn't thought about Canadian holidays and so you can actually add those Google calendars and just say holidays for you know every country that you're in and right there it showed me oh I need to create 10 new messages because there are things that we've missed we've got some holes I we'd only done messages for the days the holidays we take off, but there are other holidays and other important, you know, things like Black History Month, International Women's Day, you know, things like that, that you need to really advertise. Okay. So that's a lot to keep in mind. Uh, What are first steps? How do we start off? Because this seems like a daunting amount of stuff to deal with. Yeah. I always say start with the easy stuff. You know, we were just talking about the holidays are an easy thing to, you could actually, that's an easy one to schedule out, you know, for the whole year. I mean, obviously things that are on all of your layouts that are always on screen, you know, your weather, date, time, events, directories, you know, any of that data mapped uh, information you have. Again, this could be redesigning the background, changing the font slightly. Uh, Start with that easy stuff. Make sure it's all tweaked and configured the way you want it. And then move on to things like birthdays, anniversaries, 
if you're doing fun stuff like trivia or motivational quotes, you know you're going to do that. So go ahead and prep some of those or put them in the calendar anyways. And also you're going to have things like maybe they're weekly, maybe they're even monthly, things that aren't date specific, but you do want to constantly remind your audience things like you mentioned recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, DEI is is a big topic, you know, uh, wellness reminders. It's great to start with the things that you know are going on dates like birthdays and anniversaries and then use this other stuff like recycling and wellness and then fill in with quotes, trivia, things like that. I have to say though, I would almost fear that doing this much organizing would stifle the creative impulse. How do you how do you keep the creative impulse alive and still schedule things out? Well, first of all, automate everything you can. You know, all the data integration widgets, um, also subscription feeds. Mm-hmm. Again, if you've got a feed that's giving you news and pictures or local traffic, you know, set that up and go ahead and plug that into the holes in your calendar. And again, when we're talking about building a content strategy plan, I'm not talking about actually sit down, decide all this, create all of it and schedule all of it right now. We're talking about one week. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is write it out and put it in a calendar and see where your holes are, see what you're missing, see your new opportunities. So I'd start there. And then number seven on my list actually is schedule the creative time now and go ahead and put on your calendar or whoever is scheduling things, you know, sometime, you know, once a week or once a month for scheduling messages, but definitely get the projects on your designer's calendars ASAP. Right. And, um, you know, because they're going to want to schedule in batches. And if you're the one creating it, even if it's templates, batch whenever you can. Sit down and do all of your birthdays at once or all of your anniversaries at once. And the other great thing is like you're doing this and you might have some new design, but you need like employee photographs to put Mm -hmm. in these. Mm -hmm. Well, by putting this on the calendar, you now know three new employees are here and I don't have photos for them. So let's get that instead of the day I'm trying to put it up or the day before their birthday, I'm scrambling and all they, all all they have is like social media pics that are too small. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's no need to go creating, I don't know, Christmas messages in February, you can you can certainly put that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't waste your time. The the whole idea behind the content strategy is to save yourself time and right. to pace your workload and pace your messaging. Um, the other thing I did want to quickly mention is uh, make sure you share your purpose and your goals with your creative team. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just say I need an image of a toy. And I need this image, this, this, you know, toy drive information on the message. Like, let them know we're hoping to collect a hundred toys by February 2nd to give to Toys for Tots or whatever your thing is. Let them know the reason behind it. That, that really helps a creative person. Now, of course, you might not be the only person involved. Like you said, maybe they're designers and, and other content uh, collaborators. So uh, number eight on your list is share the strategy and maybe even share the burden of coming up with the strategy. After all, they have their own timelines and and workflows. So uh, everybody who's working on it together, all the stakeholders can collaborate together on it. Yeah, I would would definitely hope that this isn't an individual exercise. Again, we do have clients where there's only one person involved in this, but I, I don't see you building a content calendar or plan without having to go out and talk to other departments or people who give you ideas or people who submit requests for messages, uh, you're going to have to crowdsource this. And mm-hmm. that's always going to give you more opportunities for ideas, more creativity, you know, brainstorm with other people. 
And like you said, definitely share that content strategy. Um, Share your goals. Just like I talked about with creative, you're going to want to do that right at the beginning. You know, if you go out and say, hey, human resources department, what kind of messaging would you like to do next year? You know, don't make it that vague. Let them know, you know, if you have any guidelines, like I'd love to see something from you once a week or once a month. And we're we're really trying to engage, especially on our 401k contributions. Uh, You know, corporate, the organization strategy says, we're not seeing a ton of participation. Can you help me get more of the word out on screens to maybe bump up those benefits or things like that. So definitely crowdsource it, share the goals, share the strategy and share that calendar. Like I said, especially I like the Google docs, the Google, or excuse me, the Google calendar idea, because you can just share it and you can protect it. So it's not out there for the general public, but everybody who needs to see those holes can. And it updates for everyone immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of updates, if you have policies in place, definitely update your content policies mm. and include a mission statement for digital signage. I know the mission statement of the company or the school is already out there, but what's your actual goal in this digital signage? Is it just to inform? Is it to entertain? So you mm. will have different goals, you know, update your policies. And then on top of the strategy, refresh your team's training. Um, right. Because thing, of course, workflows may have changed. Number one. Yeah, especially if you updated your software. And I include this in strategy because, again, training feeds into everything. You need to feed them the strategy, the goals, the mission. They will then give you feedback on that, their own contributions. You're going to update your software. They're going to see new features. You get trained on that. It, again, feeds back to the strategy as people get more ideas. Mm -hmm. So I, I include that in the strategy because this is something that I would say needs to be on your books at least quarterly. Uh, you have new employees, new users, but even if you don't, people who've been using the system for a few years the same way are almost harder to train because they're so they're used to doing it. Old way of doing things. Yeah, they're yeah. so used to the workflows the way they do them, and then, like we said, you found out, hey, there's a widget. A great example is, you know, just duplication of efforts. A lot of people are updating like a spreadsheet somewhere, and then they're going in and creating a message where they don't know that there's an Excel widget that'll just pull it from the spreadsheet. So you only need to do it once. So I say refresh training, and that will reinforce and feed back into the strategy. So now you've gotten eight in. What's big number nine? (laughs) Number nine is execute against your goals. So really... (laughs) That sounds ominous. Well, (laughs) call it a bonus because really the first eight are the ones that you're actually doing. You know, uh, that's the strategy. That's the planning. Now we're talking about execution. So after you do the strategy, you're going to execute against your goals. You're going to create and schedule your messages. You're going to measure success for those calls to action. But I would say part of strategy is the ongoing steps which is continuing to survey that audience, continuing to ask to see how's the quality, how's the quantity, and adjusting as you go. You know, that's the final, in any plan or strategy, the final step is always test and adjust, test and adjust. It's never a one-time thing. It's something, it's an organic process that is constantly evolving. You know, you need to see, does your strategy work out? Am I looking at the right things? Am I asking the right people? So, Try a smaller one, build that content calendar for three months. Is it working? Is it worth it? Again, there may be a very small place with one person doing it, one screen, one playlist that has 10 messages. It's it's a lobby, and so it's just for customers coming in saying welcome. In that case, you may say, I don't need a strategy. But I would argue uh, you at least... Yeah, you do. (laughs) Well, I would argue at least you need to go back and look at that 
content you're putting up there, you would need to look at, are there new features? Are there new workflows? So, you know, it's, it's planning as much as strategy and hopefully even that one person, one screen install has a strategy, has a goal in mind. If you're just throwing stuff up and you don't know why, then you need a strategy. So, uh, uh, succinct summary. Okay. Succinct summary is it may take a little time to do a content strategy the first time you build it, Mm. but it's easy to refresh and adjust as you go. And, uh, you're going to want to adjust versus starting from scratch every time. If you don't have a strategy, you don't have a content calendar or content plan. You don't have these things on the creative, uh, calendar. You're going to be dealing with it every single day as things pop up. So this is going to save you a ton of time. As always, don't forget, it's all about the audience. So obviously, another advantage to uh, planning out a whole content strategy is it gives the viewers and the audience a a nice bunch of content that's delivered at a nice steady pace and keeps them informed, but also engaged and and, uh, maybe entertained as well, if that's one of your goals. Exactly. And that's like we say, that's that's always what you're trying to do. All right, so those are nine good reasons to come up with a content strategy plan for the new year. Sketch it out in general terms, drill down for the next three or four months, and adjust as needed. As always, you can find links inside the transcript version of this on the Visix website and in the episode notes. Uh, Thanks for talking to me today, Debbie. Very uh, good food for thought for the next year. You're welcome. It was good being here. Again, this has been Debbie DeWitt, Marketing Communications Manager for Visix, and this has been Digital Signage Done Right. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of Visix.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.